Nations rise and fall, kingdoms come and go. Only the eternal God stays the same, and only His truth provides the solid foundation for our own beloved country. Join Scott Pauling as we examine the unchanging truth of God's Word. What is the greatest need of our nation? We live in a needy world and we live in a needy country. I've chosen this week to study with you some of the Psalms because they're written by a king, a leader of a nation, but a man who had his eyes fixed on the Lord. We've looked at a couple of Psalms already this week written by David, but I want to draw your attention now to a Psalm that I think is really a patriot's prayer. It is Psalm 85. And I want to say to you that I believe the greatest need of our nation is for divine intervention. We need God to work. We need God to move. We need a spiritual awakening in our land that only the Lord can send. And when does the Lord send such awakenings? He does it when His people are truly seeking Him. He does it when His people are praying. And that's why all the emphasis on prayer in these days because I believe it brings us into the presence of God. Our need is not prayer. Our need is the God we're praying to. Our need is not some act that we can perform. Our need is the God who hears and answers prayer. Let me read to you a little of Psalm 85. The Bible says, Lord, Thou hast been favorable unto Thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of Thy people. Thou hast covered all their sin, Selah. Thou hast taken away all Thy wrath. Thou hast... Turn thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. Turn us, O God, of our salvation, and cause thine anger toward us to cease. Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. For He will speak peace unto His people and to His saints, but let them not turn again to folly. Surely His salvation is nigh them that fear Him, that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield or increase. Righteousness shall go before Him and shall set us in the way of His steps. Now we understand that the context of Psalm 85 is not America or any modern nation. It is Israel. It is God's chosen people. We understand that. But may I point out that the need of this nation is the need of our nation and the need of every nation. That in fact every nation needs God. Every nation needs God to work. America and Israel are not the same, but they have the same problem. Do you know what their problem is? Forgetfulness. Israel forgot God. And our own beloved nation in so many respects has forgotten where we came from, how good God has been to us. And not only do they have the same problem, they have the same need. What is that? That need is the need of spiritual awakening, for God to move and work in in an unusual way to turn hearts and homes back to Himself. It is the only hope of any nation. 
Our answer is not political, it's not military, it's not economic. No, our answer is spiritual. It's always spiritual. I'm thinking now of Isaiah 59 verse 16 where the Bible says that God wondered. He was amazed that there was no intercessor, someone to pray. And so it brings me to this truth today. Not only do we have the same problem and the same need, but they require the same person. May I tell you the most powerful person in our country, the most influential person is the person that knows how to get a hold of God. The most important person right now is not the best orator or the best political leader or the best public figure. No, no. The most important person is the person that knows how to pray, that knows how to intercede, how to enter into the throne room of God on behalf of their own people, on behalf of their own nation. I said to you that Psalm 85 in many ways is a prayer for a nation. It is a patriot's prayer. Now let me say this hurriedly. Patriotism and the Christian faith are not the same thing. A person can be a patriot and not be a Christian at all. And frankly, there are some people who are Christians that are not very good patriots. We must never substitute one for the other. But I do believe this. I believe that the strong Christian should be a strong citizen. Uh, That the person who is most interested in the spiritual welfare of a nation and most concerned about the direction of that land ought to be those who love God and want truth and righteousness for their children. If anybody ought to be on their knees praying for America right now, it's those of us who say that we know and love the Lord. We should love this land because we believe the need of this land is our God. You know, prayer is the greatest work. It is the most humble work. I say that because it brings us low. It reminds us how weak we are. Prayer is the most holy work. It brings us into the presence of God And prayer is the most helpful work. It sends us out differently. When you've prayed, then you can act. Then you can work. Citizens ought to work for righteous causes. They ought to vote. They ought to participate in the the leadership of a nation. Uh, But I'm reminded of the words of John Bunyan when he said, we can do more than pray after we've prayed, but we can do nothing until we've prayed. I believe that. And so I want to challenge you today to do one thing. I want to challenge you to begin now to pray for our country, to be a part of a great prayer team bombarding heaven for the land that we say we love. This same pattern is found in the New Testament. As a matter of fact, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, we read these words. The Apostle Paul wrote, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, Prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. And did you hear God's emphasis here? First of all, he says, first things first, the first thing we must do is pray. And then he gives types of prayers. We don't have time to study in detail each of these words. I would challenge you to do it for yourself. But supplications, prayers, and then he says intercessions and giving of thanks. Intercessions, that's praying for others, not just for our own needs, but for the needs of those around us. Who should we pray for? Well, we should pray for all men in verse 1. Then we should pray for kings and all that are in authority in verse number 2. Why should we pray these things? Well, so we can lead a quiet and peaceable life, yes, but also so that all men will be saved. 
You see, I want to say to you that the need of our nation is all men need Jesus. That's it. Look, there's nothing wrong with this country that the gospel of Jesus Christ couldn't fix. There's nothing wrong in homes and in communities that a true heaven-sent revival would not correct. And so what does it mean? It means we need to back up. First things first. First of all, we need to begin to pray for our own nation. We need to ask God to do what only God can do. And I believe that as we begin to pray, God will go to work. Prayer is the greatest work because when we pray, we see the hand of heaven moved on earth. We're coming back to Psalm 85. We're going to walk through it. We're going to make a prayer list. I hope you'll join us for the next studies. But I want to challenge you today to take a few moments and pray for this land. Pray for our leaders and pray for the Lord to do what only He can do at this critical hour in history. The greatest work a Christian can do for his country is pray. Would you join us today in praying for America? We have a blessed heritage, and yet we are a needy people. You may find additional helpful resources at scottpauley.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon on Enjoying the Journey.